gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between. Welcome to another episode of the Jake Botel Sports Experience. <sighs> Week two of the NFL is here, and so are we. And when I talk about we, I'm talking about myself and the one and only Minnesota Jack in the flesh. Not recording in Zoom today. Mm. We're actually together. How are you, Jacko? I'm good. This is uh, I don't think we've done a pod in person before, at least no. on a JBSE pod. So this is yeah. a, a, an an interesting environment. It's uh. it's much more personable. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's no there's no delay to worry about. That's always a bit of a thing with with doing stuff over Zoom. Is you want to jump in with your thoughts, but you got to make sure you don't uh, overstep your mark. Well, it's amazing that after like two years of like zoom communication with mm. that, that we haven't all like picked up on on how to avoid like you know that I, I guess we've learned some zoom social etiquette but um it's still we've learned awkward. it but we don't necessarily use it <laughs> we, we know what it is and we still feel like oh, i need to put my bring my point in here and it doesn't help as well that sometimes your internet can be like up and down. Sometimes yeah. it's kind of quick and you're like, okay, I know what the delay is. And then you'll start to say something. And then halfway through your sentence, someone jumps in because to them, yeah. you've said nothing for five seconds. <laughs> exactly. Um, obviously a, a massive week to uh, preview to get into for mm. the listener. We'll be giving them some of our um, sicko number advice. <laughs> it's not advice. I'll say it that yeah. way. It's not advice. We don't, don't get into legal trouble here. Don't take our recommendations as advice. They're not even recommendations. We're no. just commenting. We're just saying things <laughs> and you can take like. them how you will. Yeah. We like to challenge ourselves as we said last week. Um, I don't, I don't wager money, but I do have an Excel spreadsheet yeah. that I like to track my success. It's nice to be able to prove yourself right against... Yeah. Uh, You're not wagering money, but you are wagering pride. That's... And that's more valuable, <laughs> I would say. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll be tracking. We went... Uh, we did well last week. Four and two, um, which was which was quite nice. Quite nice way to start the, uh, the season off. Um, but before we launch into week two proper, Jacko... Wanted to get your thoughts on Kansas City Chiefs and the Chargers Thursday night football. I only got to watch the first half, so I'll sort of, I'll just let you take it away for a couple of minutes. Um, what are your thoughts on the game? Obviously, the the, the Chiefs emerging with a twenty-seven to twenty-four uh, victory. Yeah, it was a. We we talked about how how much hype there was for this game. You know, Justin yeah. Herbert versus Patrick Mahomes, and you know both defenses having you know playmakers. You know, Thursday night football, it really felt like this could have just been a real cracker. Mm. I felt that it was the kind of game where the Chargers will be really, really bummed that they let the Chiefs get away with the win. I think for the most part, the Chargers, they they outplayed the Chiefs. Um, they outplayed them pretty much the whole game, and there were a few interceptions that Mahomes threw that got negated by penalties. Mm. Um where you felt like the the main difference I felt was that the Chargers' defense was not able to take their opportunities, whether it was stops, whether it was interceptions, because there were some they just dropped, um, you know, takeaways, whereas the Chiefs' defense, they were the ones that did um, end up taking advantage of the opportunities that were given to them, including in the second half, a massive 99-yard pick six that Justin Herbert threw um, I forget. Wow. I, I forget the cornerback who who took it. 
but I think he's a rookie. I think it's his first year. Um, and some uh, news report came out that like a couple of years ago, he was working at Wendy's while he was trying to figure out where he would play in football. And then he goes out there and, you know, scores a 99 yard pick six touchdown. Um, and so that kind of just summed up the Chiefs defense that they just, they were able to make stops. They were able to, to get to the quarterback and they had takeaways where the Chargers were putting themselves in the position to do the same things, but just couldn't capitalize. Couldn't really... Mahomes was under pressure, but ultimately he kind of performed his magic and got away um, as he always does. So I think the Chargers, this is a real missed opportunity for them because they were the better played... They they were the better team than the Chiefs, I think. Yeah, Jalen Watson, uh, Mm. it was. um, Justin Herbert trying to hit... um, Gerald Everett and yeah, returned for 99 yards. Like that, as I said, I haven't got to finish the second half of the game. I was watching the, the AFL um, W and then AFL M yesterday with the Cats being involved in a big prelim final and all that sort of thing. So I didn't get to, to see the second half of this game, but that turns the game on its head, really. Yeah, the, the Chargers were, were looking to take the lead at that point, I think. Yeah. Um, and it did look like the Chargers would just about to actually like take control of the game. They marched down the field really well. And like I said, the Chargers actually played pretty well, but they just couldn't close, um, which is kind of the issue with the Chargers yeah. is that they do, they are stacked with talent. They do have a ton of good playmakers. Justin Herbert is a star. Um, they got a good coach, but they just haven't really been able to put their foot down on any good teams. And this unfortunately was just another, example of that and with the coaching it was fascinating you would have seen a bit of it in the first half but it was definitely clear in the second half you know brandon staley is known as the going fourth down guy like always going fourth down i don't think he went down went on fourth down once he definitely didn't go on fourth down when you would think that he would Mm. like fourth and two midfield punting it away felt very much like either he was a little gun shy and a little bit worried about um how his team would be able to perform if they didn't make it um could also be seen as a positive in that um i think one of the commentators made a point of you know the Chargers' defense was not as not very good last season mm. and so you kind of you're better off taking the risk with fourth and two just to keep your offense on the field and maybe he's feels that he can trust his defense more and so doesn't have to go down on fourth go on fourth down as much but still it was very weird that he was known as this he's the fourth down guy and barely went on fourth down. Yeah, and really interesting. I mean, just looking at some of the stats, like no Chiefs receiver really stood out. Travis Kelsey led the way, five catches, 51 yards. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who's kind of had a bit of a resurgence after a you know quite couple of seasons to start his NFL career. Um, he had eight carries for 74 yards uh, and four catches for 44. Everyone else, but you know, pretty quiet. A couple of catches mm. for uh, Justin Watson, um, what else we got? Marquez Valdez Scantling, seven targets for two catches, thirteen yards. You know, really glad I started Juju Smith Schuster, three catches for ten yards um, <sighs> in my fantasy. But yeah, interesting. This Chiefs defense, um, uh, you know, as we said uh, prior to the season, we acknowledged that we've been too low on the Chiefs yep. going into the season, and this this start has proved that that as a as an NFL community we've yeah we've been too low and i guess people get complacent because you want to see something different happen mm. um 
so yeah, so what, what the the Chiefs' defense though it, it has just been really immense the first couple of weeks. Um, Willie Gay Jr. eleven tackles um, and a QB hit. Nick Bolton ten tackles, couple of sacks uh, for Chris Jones. Obviously, we said Jalen Watson mm. with the four tackles and the interception touchdown. So interesting that the Chiefs' defense you know, comes away as being one of the best units on the ground again. Mm. Um, you know, Justin Herbert didn't have a bad night, 33 of 48 for 334 with three touchdowns and an interception, but the pick six, um, that matters a lot. The Chiefs also managed to stop them running the ball um, pretty effectively. Um, so, yeah, so, th- so that is Thursday night football. The Chiefs triumphing 27-24 in Arrowhead to move to 2-0 and on the season and already starting to, you know, impress upon us as an NFL community that mm. they are not in any sort of decline. Um, the absence of one wide receiver doesn't change the tune that they're going to be playing in Arrowhead this season. So... With that, let's jump in, Jacko, um, mm. to uh, another juicy slate of games. I think there's plenty to talk about. Um, where do you want to head first? What's What matchup do you want to look at um, first here? I I feel like the, the the Seahawks and the 49ers is a game that I really want to talk about. I yep. think there's, 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 I think you would agree that there's a few storylines going into this one. Mm. Um San Francisco have a real opportunity here to prove to everyone that, okay, last week was just a bit of a, you know, it was wet weather. It was, you know, got our quarterback who's really in his first year of kind of taking control of that team. We're just getting into the rhythm, but now we're playing the Seahawks. We're going to actually kind of strut our stuff. And then on the Seahawks side, they've got an opportunity to prove also that last week wasn't... um out of nowhere, that this is actually a sign that, okay, we're actually, you know, I don't, I don't think they're expecting to go deep into playoffs or anything, mm-hmm. but they might actually be a surprise packet. You know, Geno Smith, believe it or not. Um, so both teams do not want to reinforce um, the sort of word that is being spoken about them. I think they want to mm-hmm. prove themselves. So to see how the 49ers respond is really what I'm going to be looking at because you can blame the wet weather all you want, but that that offense last week against the Bears looked pretty dysfunctional, and I think the Seahawks, they don't pose a huge threat, but neither do the Bears, you know? So I think it would be really interesting to see how what Trey Lance can do against a Seahawks defense that is meant to be pretty putrid. Trey Lance, uh, to me, uh, is, is the storyline of this game. Um, I think the Seahawks are what they are. I think last week was a really good example of, of what we can probably expect from the Seahawks week in, week out this season. And that is the QB play won't blow you away. Despite the fact, you know, Smith did make some nice throws on the night. I don't, I mean, and who knows, you know, he, he could get one of those, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick type years where he plays just out of his skin yeah. and above what he's ever done. But defensively, I think the Seahawks, they are bend, 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 bend 
try not to break. And and that's what they did against the Broncos so well. So I, I think that's the model. That's been that's been what Seattle has done the last few seasons. Um, mm. You know, in those goal line stands, the turnovers, the takeaways and that sort of thing, once the field shortens. I think this is a really good test for the 49ers because that's, that's the sort of stuff, that's the fine QB skills once you get down there. I think you will see the 49ers move the ball on the Seahawks. Um, but what happens when the field is compressed and the Seahawks are, are looking to get that stop down in the red zone or looking to get a turnover down in the red zone and all that sort of thing? Like Trey Lance, they gave up a lot to get to move up and get Trey Lance. And, and last week, his first, this is your team, you're the starter, start, he went 13 of 28. 46.4% of his passes completed, 164 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. Um, he was sacked a couple of times. Um, you know, you sort of look at it and go, he, he, he did have 54 yards rushing, but yeah. the passing was was well below, he, you know, what you would expect um, out of an NFL quarterback. But perhaps what we should have expected out of someone who only made, you know, 19 starts in college at the FCS level before the NFL. Um, what do you, th- do you think, like, I've, I've watched a fair bit of Trey Lance. Like, I wrote a bit of a scouting profile on him coming out of college. So... I kind of had a lot of preconceived thoughts about Trey Lance to do with, you know, what I'd seen in college. But what about yourself? Like, what have you seen? Do you see anything that you like about Lance through his first, you know, couple of seasons or season and one game in the NFL? Yeah, I think he he, he seems like the kind of player that can put the ball in some really good places for his receivers. He doesn't strike me as a super physical player yet, um, but could become that. I mean, he has he has the size to do it, um, but he, I, I, yeah, I think he looked a little, he looked a little gun shy, um, not just against the Bears, but in the other games that I've seen him play, where he doesn't really want to fully unleash, which could potentially be a positive in that, like but he has the capabilities. And so once he gets the confidence to be able to do that and realize that he is actually a really talented quarterback, mm. um, I'm just not, not seeing that yet. Uh, so this is why this game against the Seahawks could provide such a great opportunity because we'll be able to see what Trey Lance can do with the whole field to play with. Yes, mm. it might get a bit tighter down in the, in the red zone, but up until that point, Trey Lance should be able to ball out. I really do because I do think he's talented, even if he's maybe not willing to explore all of his talent yet, whether that's a confidence issue, whether that's an O-line issue, he's not having the time to do it. Um, but I think he has it. So against the Seahawks, surely this is where he makes a statement and goes, all right, I'm here. Like this mm-hmm. is this is the kind of quarterback I can be because I don't know if there's going to be a better defense to do that against. In the Seahawks, in terms of a team that's just going to let you march down the field, however, however you like. Mm. Yeah, I, no, I agree. I think that that like yeah, we should see movement down the ground um, from the Niners in this game, and and you know, I had the Niners picked as my NFC West division winner, mm. um, which is still very much in play. Given I think they all 
lost by the Seahawks. Yeah. He lost last Believe week. Believe it or not. Um, but I don't think that has to inform how the rest of the season sort of runs. Like, I, th- I think the 49ers are capable. I, I think, you know, having them favoured by nine and a half points yeah. is a lot. Don't get that. Like, um, and I think that's up from eight and a half. I'm not going to take the Seahawks, um, you know, to cover that. Like, that's not an official sort of uh, pick from me. In this well, it game. is for me. So okay. I'll just say it now. Yeah. I, I think I think the Seahawks cover that. Um, th- this is very likely, not very likely, it, it's very possible that this is just a week two overreaction and, hey, the Seahawks go out and, you know, put up three points and 49ers demolish them. I'm not going to say that was unexpected. But I just got a feeling that I don't know if Trey Lance and the 49ers are ready to make this statement. Mm. Like the opportunity is there. And I think I know it's a bit different because this is talking about the Seahawks with Russell Wilson, but I think the Seahawks have won like 14 of the last 16 against the 49ers. They've actually got an incredible record, which you can, you can put to Wilson, but also Pete Carroll is still the coach and still he's got that dark magic that you talk about. And I feel like this might be another opportunity where, Pete Carroll goes, no one expects us to win this game, mm. but we've got playmakers. Like, we still got to remember, like, if Geno Smith mm. can throw the ball accurately and make plays, which he did last week, maybe he didn't completely blow the doors open, but if he can make plays and put the ball in the right position, we still got DK Metcalf, still got Tyler Lockett. Like, yeah. there are still playmakers on that offense, and yes, the defense is going to give up yards. I'm not doubting that, like... But the offensive side of the ball, I think the Seahawks can absolutely keep pace with the 49ers um, offense. And who knows what they're going to look like with the running game now that Elijah Mitchell is out. Mm. Like, it's been well publicized in the offseason that Debo Samuel doesn't really want to be a running back. He wants to kind of be a normal wide receiver. And now he's probably going to have to run the ball a bit more now that Elijah Mitchell is going to be... Like, he's on IR, so he's going to be out for a while. So that's my... um, I think they cover that spread. I do. I think nine and a half away. It's on the edge. There was a bit less. I might not be so confident, but I feel like there's a touchdown in it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I agree. I think, like I said, I was I was hovering on the fence about it. So I'm I'm glad you've gone ahead and added that to our spreads our spreadsheet there. Mm. Our combined spreadsheet. Jack taking the Seahawks to cover nine and a half. Uh, I like that, especially. I, I think. The, the rookie quarterback factor. And yeah. I know it's his second year, but really it's a rookie starter. Yeah. Um, as well as uh, the injury they had to Elijah Mitchell. Like, you know, yeah. so that's, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And look, it's in San Francisco. Um, but to me, that's not as intimidating as going into Seattle. Yeah. Um, so I guess it'll be interesting to see, you know, where the energy levels of the Seahawks is at after that big emotional... Have they won their Super Bowl Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Have they won their Super Bowl? Um, I would like to spin us around to the game between... Let's go and have a look at the... I'd like to have a look at the Packers and the Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bears. The Bears. Speaking of teams favoured by nine and a half points, the Packers favoured by nine and a half points against the Bears. Uh, are we having a lot of faith in a team that put up seven points in week one? Yeah, there's a lot of um, 
a lot of history coming into this one of like you know Green Bay has been dominant for so long and so I guess you kind of have to take that into account to an extent but yeah again it's just it that's really favoring the Packers mm. when yeah like you say they put up seven points um and it, how is Aaron Rodgers going to go with Christian Watson, like I know this is the 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 obvious kind of elephant in the room, but mm. how is that going to go? What are, what have their conversations been over the last you know few days since the game against the Vikings? Have they repaired that kind of relationship? Is there nothing to repair? Mm. Is this completely just a fan media thing? And in the locker room, there's no problem. So to see how they go again, I would like to think right that Aaron Rodgers you know he's gone through his love journey with ayahuasca and he's and he, he's all into love and respect and right. and caring for people i would hope Compassion that he starts with like man. yeah like i would hope that he starts with three targets in a row to watson yeah. to go like no matter what you do with the ball christian i'm going to give it to you to make plays even love if you buddy. drop all three but uh, so that's what i'd like to think but i thought that you last think? week i thought that last week i was like ah oh, He's a, he's, he's a new man, Aaron Rodgers. The old Aaron Rodgers would not target this guy for now another three quarters, but the new Aaron Rodgers would absolutely give him another chance, and then it turns out, well, he's still kind of the same guy <laughs> at the end of the day. So I don't know. What, what, what is your gut saying, not just with the Rodgers-Watson thing, but that offense overall? Do you think they respond after putting up seven points? Uh, I think they respond after, like, they're going to, I think they'll do more than seven points. Um now, I think Alan Lazard is is coming back. Is that the... Um, Possibly. I'll try and Google this while we... Oh, I've accidentally written Alexa- Alan Lazard nudes. News. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't go into images. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful there. Um, questionable to face Packers. Um, is, is, and, and look, Alan Lazard is decent, but he's not Devontae Adams. Um, yeah, we've got, to, we've got to keep our expectations... At the right area, and I think there's a lot of talent. I thought you saw Romeo Dobbs, um, mm. you know, starting to, you know, blossom. Um, he had five targets, four catches for 37 yards. Nothing like spectacular. Um, I think there's the, the there's the core of a talented receiving group there, but they're young, like they're really raw, uh, and it's just going to take time. But having said that, I think. They could probably try and run the ball. Uh, I mean, they. I thought they went away from running the ball. Mm. They only gave 15 carries against the Vikings to AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. And those two guys combined on 15 carries for 94 yards yeah. and a touchdown. Like, they were running the ball well. Aaron Jones was running the ball at 9.8 <laughs> yards per clip. Um, so, I, I actually do think that was a, a failing of the Packers um, to have Aaron Rodgers throw 34 passes on a day where you know they were really struggling to protect him, when you're running the ball at a really nice pace, I think that was a bit of a shortcoming for, for the Packers, and I think you'll see a heavier dose of yeah, the run. Yeah, they, they'll they'll see that in film, and they'll look back and go, you know, we probably should have pounded the ball a little more yeah. than they than they did, and and that you could really do that against the Chicago defense as well. Like that defense overall, I know they made some good plays against Trey Lance, but I think this is a bit of a different situation 
I'm assuming the weather's going to be fine. Um, and it's you know to Aaron Rodgers and Lafleur, like it's it's a it's a different it's a different kettle of fish. Yeah, well, that I mean, on defense they allowed 176 rushing yards. Um, yeah, last week. So the, the, now the pass defense they only allowed 155, but again, that was against Trey Lance. Um, I think we we will learn a lot. I actually think the Bears have the potential to be kind of salty. Mm. This season, yeah. like I think they could be, you know, I don't, I don't see them winning like, you know, nine, eight games, but you know, I think they could be in that Atlanta Falcons mold from last year, where you get up and win seven, you mm. know, say six or seven games. Um, I mean, they have the guy to do it. You know, Justin Fields yeah. is kind of the guy that, with the kind of weapons he has right now, he's not the guy that's gonna, you know, do a Joe Burrow Bengals thing, but he is yeah. the kind of guy that you know, two or three should be losses turn into wins. And all of a sudden your record doesn't look like, you know, a lion sort of situation. It actually looks kind of, yeah, like you say, like the Falcons, where you go, oh, actually the Bears got six, seven wins. Fields actually played pretty well in his second season. I, I yeah. feel like that might be a bit of a, a bit of a narrative that we see. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that because like we were, re- I was really stunned, as I said to you, doing the research for the Falcons when we were previewing um, the 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 season ahead when we were previewing, I was like seven wins for the Falcons. Um, definitely the Bears have the opportunity to do that. Um, but I think the Packers get right. I I just think that's these are these are the two narratives to follow out of this game. Is was week one an anomaly for the Packers against what turns out to be a really good Minnesota Vikings defense? Mm. And did the Bears benefit from playing um, Trey Lance and the 49ers in the rain in Soldier Field? Or, or are they actually going to be a sneakily tough out for teams? I think we'll, we'll, mm. we'll look at those two narratives. But, um, it, but if the Packers lose, I think it, it, regardless of how many wins they get, to start 0-2 against two division rivals that doesn't that doesn't help in terms of trying to get your team up and about to try and win the division oh absolutely and it, can, can you imagine the Aaron Rodgers press conferences if they oh. if they lose here to the Bears I don't think they lose I no. I don't yeah I, I don't think they'll lose to the Bears but but I can see it being closer than that nine and a half points yeah. again is I'm, it in Green Bay it is in Green Bay, so that's yeah. a different kind of deal. But the other thing is, what's the Green Bay crowd like if the offense is struggling? Do we get it? You know, I don't know. Like some crowds, you know, you're going to get the boos start to rain down. Yeah. You know, I don't know if Green Bay is like the that, kind of but... guy that will boo back. He'll just yeah. like stop the snap and he'll just start booing back at his, at right. his fans. Um, so, yeah, I don't have anything to add to the spreadsheet in this game, but... You know, speaking of how the Viking, sorry, the uh, the the Packers struggled against the Vikings last week, I want to tee you up to talk about mm-hmm. the Vikings because we might as well while they're flying high because they might fly higher all season. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantees in no. football, so while they're flying, exactly, high, this is this could very well be the last time that I'm <laughs> excited about the Vikings' hopes and dreams this season. So talk to us, talk to us, Jacko. Um, we've got the Vikings and the Eagles. Um, you know, clashing this week. 
where where are you sort of at with that game like what 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 are your thoughts yeah. what are your feelings where are your emotions at like does it feel like a much bigger test against the team you know in the eagles you know the packers are still struggling out struggling to work out identity and life after Devontae adams the eagles know what they are you know like on on both sides of the ball really um what's your feeling about this game yeah well I'm nervous. I'm shifting in my seat. I uh, I don't know what the result is that we're going to see. Um, not just in terms of win-loss. Like, I don't know. I'd like to think that we just see the Vikings from last week show up. But, yeah, the Eagles are... They looked really, really efficient on offense against the Lions. I just... I really dig... Like, I could see the Eagles being not like a second team, but a team that I really like to follow. Because, like I say... They've figured out who they are. They know their identity offensively, and they're just leaning into it. They're like, mm. we've got a good kind of spread of running backs. Jalen Hurts can run, but he can also throw. And you've got AJ Brown for sort of like, you know, deep play action mm. um, after setting up the run all game. Like, I just, I love their offensive identity and how they attack the football. Um, so it's just a shame that they're playing the Vikings now, and I'm kind of <laughs> conflicted about how I how I want them to go, especially because I've got Miles Sanders on my fantasy team yeah. and I don't know where to play him. Don't start him. Yeah. <laughs> it's always hard to barrack against. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a weird line we walk in fantasy football where it's like, I've got, you know, Patrick Mahomes, but he's playing the Steelers. Do I want Patrick Mahomes to ball out? Yeah, or, there know? could be an argument that maybe you do want to play both because you could look at it possibly being a win-win. Because if the Vikings win... Then you're happy. Yeah, Miles Sanders doesn't do well in fantasy because that probably is why we won. Yeah. And then alternatively, yeah, the Vikings might lose, but hey, at least Miles Sanders got 20 points. So I've got a lot to think about over the next couple of days. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I really like the Eagles offensively. I liked our defense last week against the Packers. Um, I talked about how I really, that was the main thing I was looking for. I know our offense is great. Um, maybe I didn't think they'd be as great as they were against the Packers, but I kind of knew that that's the level that I'm kind of expecting. Mm. And a lot of fans are expecting. It was the defense because that we were just atrocious last season. And so to keep the Packers to seven points, bring immense pressure to Aaron Rodgers. I know his O-line was banged up, but still to get to him that many times and continually, mm. um, you know, keep him under pressure. Our corners did well, like, our cornerback room is probably the weakest part of our roster and we did all right. Um, and Lewis Seen is going to come back and, and, and debut against the Eagles. He didn't play last week. So to have this kind of heavy hitting young safety to come play um, against the Eagles, I think will be really important. So that's going to be an interesting watch. I don't know what to think about the Eagles defense in that they did allow a lot of points, but we still don't know what the Lions are. Yeah. So maybe they just have a really good offense. Um, because on paper they do like I know Jared Goff like to make fun of him and sometimes it's it's the right thing to do, <laughs> but but he can make plays and they've got they've got good receivers and um and a good running game with Swift and um Williams like they've got great uh, offensive players there, so I I'm hoping that that isn't the case and the Eels defense is just uh will routinely give up 35 points. Yeah. That would be nice. I would like that. So so they're kind of my general thoughts, um, but that's very much as a as a Minnesota insider. As someone who's on the outside, how do you think the Vikings are poised 
to go on the road, right? Mm. Into Philly to take on a team that is flying high. Fly, they're flying high. Um, I think, the like, offensively, the Vikings are going to put up points against most teams. Mm. You know, because I think you've got a really good offensive line. Um, and, and then, obviously, like, the best wide receiver in the game. Mm. You know, in Justin yeah. Jefferson. A, a really good run game. You know, a good quarterback. Like, I, I think... The Vikings are really well positioned to put up points against most teams. I guess I'm interested to see how the the defense goes. You know, having played against the Packers, yeah, last and week didn't like, do great against the run as we just talked about. How well the Packers did against the run, they just didn't go to it. Imagine if the Packers went to the well twice as much with the run game, and how that might have changed the result. Exactly, exactly, and and. So I guess uh, I'm curious to see what what they muster this week against the Eagles because last week you know four sacks, um, five QB hits, three tackles for loss. Um, that was one thing I would say about the Eagles' defense. They didn't they didn't manage to well they managed to sack Jared Goff once against the Lions. The Lions' offensive line is is pretty decent, really. Um, I think all things considered. Um, Look, I, I think this is interesting, like looking at the, 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 the spread in this game too. The Vikings, two and a half point underdogs. Yeah. Now, I know it's in feeling and that sort of thing, but, but, but what, I guess what I would say is if you were going to, if you're looking at the Vikings to cover two and a half, you might as well take the Vikings outright mm. um, for mine because it's, you know, it's, it's a juicier odds. Um, play the the match total 50 and a half points between these two teams i'm i'm uh, interested to see where are you i i would not that this is my official pick but i i, I would take the over for that yeah i, I think the, the eagles are they've shown how they how well they can put up points and the vikings defense is still under question we don't know how they're going to go against this mm. kind of offense and then it's the the same with on the other side of the coin like the the vikings offense puts up i know they didn't put up a ton of points against the packers but I really felt like they were operating at 60%. I think they were like 90% for that first quarter, first half, and then really let the foot off the gas because there was just no need to keep pushing. As yeah. much as I would love to have seen us put up 40 <laughs> points like the Chiefs. Um, but I, I think this is going to be a much closer game. So therefore, I think the Vikings are really... It, it would almost be underwhelming if we don't kind of routinely put up 30-plus points. Mm. So I feel like that's the expectation. And the, the Eagles haven't proved that they can stop that on defense. So, yeah, I would totally take the over. Yeah. Well, I mean, I sort of see this being like 27-24. Yeah. Or something like that. At, at minimum kind of thing. Yeah, I me. feel like so, that, that would be, that, that would be the, the floor for me. I feel like it could go even even higher, like a 31-27 sort of thing. Yeah, someone could get a, get a drop a 30-burger sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, interested to see. Yeah, I think again, this is probably the best matchup of the weekend. Yeah, I think glad it's through. in prime time. Another little nugget is you know yes. prime time Kirk is a bit of a oh, a, yes. a narrative. Um, although he's kind of he's done a little bit to rectify that in recent years, but still his record. I don't I don't know what it is now, but I know I I will admit as much as I love to uh, defend Kirk, he has not been great in prime time over his career. So this could just be another one to go like, all right. 
Mm. No excuses. Let's and he's so aware of that, which I really appreciate. He's aware that like not that he thinks about this stuff, but reporters ask him like, mm. "Oh, people disrespecting you and not giving you credit and that." He just goes like, "Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's all about wins. It's not about how I play. It's about winning the football game." And so I think this is a great opportunity for him to kind of lead his team and while everyone across the nation, across the world is watching and just, yeah, put this put this team away. Big game. Um, uh, we'll, I'll just run through some, some matches here. Um, we'll just get to sort of some thoughts on mm. them as, as we go. Um, just start off the top, I guess. The, the Commanders and the Lions, um, that's an interesting one. The, the Lions are the favourite, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I think... I think we may be actually underrating the commanders just because mm. no one likes the Washington Carson Wentz resurgence. Is that what you're calling yeah, for? Yeah, yeah. A bit of a Carson Wentz resurgence. I, I think the commanders could get the job done. Um, you know, the, I, I just think maybe Ron Rivera is a really good match, like coaching match mm. for Wentz. I, I don't think Frank Wright trusted him at all last season. And, no. and I think... Um, I don't know if you saw, but there was apparently footage on the sideline after Wentz threw a pick and Ron Rivera said to him, you're going to have to win this. And Carson Wentz said, yeah, I will. Last season, there were games where, you know, he'd make a mistake and then Frank Reich would just run the ball for the rest of the game. Yeah. You know, he had no faith. And so I think Wentz going and getting it done, I think the commanders have an underrated arsenal of weapons. Like obviously mm. Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, but Jahan Dodson... The rookie yep. caught two touchdowns in his first pro game. Yeah. Um, I think he looks good. Gibson on the ground, I think, is a really underrated running back. Yeah, and, and, and when the defense, too, has Chase Young to come back, he's out injured at the moment. Yeah. So I think we could be sleeping a bit on the commanders. What are your thoughts, Jets and Browns? Um, the, the, the Jets, obviously... Um, I'm just sad, man. Just sad for the <laughs> Jets. I'm sad that they just can't do anything right at they, this point. Like, how disappointing. Like, the, you go into a season with so much hype and then the, the injuries happen, you know, they lose Mackay Becton on the offensive line. Then Zach Wilson. Mm. I don't, like... Play Mike White, that's all I'm saying. Get rid of Joe Flacco. <laughs> bring bring Mike White in. He's the guy. He's a dude. Yeah. Let him play. He's got the cojones. But yeah. what, what, so who do you think wins? What do you think? Like, the Browns impressed me, I have to say with Brissett at quarterback to be able to win on the road in Carolina last week. Yeah. I, I really fear that this is going to be a game where like Nick Chubb runs for 250 yards and like the Browns put up 30 points and mm. New York doesn't even get into the end zone. Yeah. Like it just, it strikes me as one of those games that no one's really talking about. And then you'll just be watching some other game and you look at the bottom of the screen. You go, wow, Cleveland's yeah. up by 28 points. Yeah. <laughs> Jets haven't scored a point. You're like, okay. Yeah move on and then you see the end score. Like it just strikes me as one of those games that it just silently is going to be a blowout mm. and the Jets aren't going to be able to do anything. Yeah. it's. Re- I hope the Jets do something for me, their own sake. Me too. But I, I, um, I don't think it really gets any easier for the Jets here either. And look, even once, even once Wilson comes back, I still have worries about them because mm. it's not like you saw a heap last year from him that made you go, Oh, Fuck yes, they've found the dude. Like yeah. there were flashes, um, but you know, then you go and lose twenty-four to nine to the Ravens in week one, and I get that Joe Flacco was your starter, but this is this is the run at Browns, Bengals at Steelers, Dolphins at Packers at Denver, 
New England, Buffalo at New England. Like, I could legitimately see them losing all of those games. Well, look past the bye even. Patriots again, Bears, Vikings, at Vikings, Bill, at Bills, Bills <laughs> Detroit, Jacksonville, Seattle, Miami. So they might they oh, might possibly man. put something together against the Seahawks or the Lions. But unless the Seahawks and the Lions become the teams that we feel like they can become, then I don't think the Jets win those games. Well, what it will, and 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 it's at Seahawks, you yeah. know, and then at Miami. Like this could be a this could be like a three or four win team again. Yeah, and I think if they're a three or four win team again. That front office staff and coaching staff could get, all. could get flushed out again. And that that would be like, that's like worst case scenario for, and I don't, because I would right now, like at Browns, I think they lose this week, yep. Joe Flacco. Oh, sure. Then even if you get Zach Wilson back against the Bengals, people are really down on the Bengals. And that's what uh, I'll say right now. Um, yeah, don't, don't. I put this in the spreadsheet at minus six and a half the Bengals in Jerry world to take on the Cowboys. So I got it at minus six and a half. It's already grown to minus seven and a half. I think it will get out further than that. Mm. Um, just because, and people are going, Oh, how's Joe Burrow? Like is Joe Burrow the dude after the four picks? People are, are really like weird. Memories. And, and I'm, I am a Steelers fan, but people sleep on the fact that Mike Tomlin is one of the best coaches in the NFL. Mm. The Steelers is one of the best organizations you know, the standard is the standard. They are hard to play against every year. They were the year. best underdog last year. I think they covered uh, the most out of any team. They had crazy wins. They beat the Bills, who won the AFC East. They beat the Titans, who won the AFC South. Like, uh, it's, it's kind of crazy some of the wins they went and got. People forget to halftime of the playoff game against the Chiefs. The Chiefs were scoreless. Like, nearing yeah. halftime. It's just that they had the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger propped up at quarterback and couldn't score any points. Yeah. Like, I, I do wonder if this if the Steelers last year had, had a semi-functional offense. Mm. I don't think they were going to win a Super Bowl, but you don't need much when the defense gives you that many opportunities. Um, so, the Eagles in 2017, like... We know Nick Foles yeah. made plays, but like he's not a guy that you're like, oh, he's a franchise quarterback. No. And they went ahead and won the Super Bowl because they had other things around your quarterback. And I just think, yeah, people are reading too much into that week one loss um, for the Bengals. The AFC North are going to beat up on each other all year. Yeah. You know, and, and the Steelers, they got hammered twice last year against the Bengals. They were not coming in and, and, and settling for a hammering again. So mm-hmm. I, I don't... That loss actually hasn't changed my opinion of the Bengals as the division favorite at all, personally. Yeah. I just think it was... Joe Burrow played almost as badly as he could play, and he still lost in overtime. Exactly. <laughs> he still lost in overtime. They gave away possession of the ball four times, yeah. you know, through the air. and Credit to the Steelers, but, like, if that's your floor as Cincinnati... Yeah. Yeah, you put up... There's no alarm bells going on there. No, and I just think they're so talented. And so many teams now, It's you know, the perception needs to change because less and less people are playing their starters in preseason. Yeah. So, again, like, this is the first time we've seen Joe Burrow all season. He's a bit rusty. Mm. What, what a fucking shocker. Like, yeah. you know, so um, I think people are sleeping on the Bengals. So I jumped on that minus six and a half. If you also keep your own spreadsheet, for instance, I would be looking ahead to week three where the Bengals are still only favoured by six and a half points against the Jets. Jump on that shit. 
before it moves yes. because you know it put it in your spreadsheet <laughs> yeah record it so that's we know. right um because that is going to grow that will grow that this team is going to have wins 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 um and this jets team are bad man oh. i think they can be really bad and that that's let's let's run through it let's let's run through the yeah. at cleveland loss loss Bengals loss Steelers loss Dolphins loss at Packers loss at Broncos loss v New England 50-50 yeah that's 50-50 see where they are Bills loss at Patriots so that's a loss. so we could say you could give them even if you said they'll win one lose one yep that's still 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 they could be 1 and 9 they could be 0 and 10 Depending yeah. on how bad it is, I think how it's bad. Is, are we possibly seeing Salah as a mid-season firing? If they get to the bye winless, you could see it. You could I see think it you because could they, see it. yeah, especially right. if it's because their defense is so bad. You know what I mean? Like if, yeah, if, if it's, it's a nothing defensive to do with issue, the offense, yeah, if they're like... just putting up twenty, they're, they're giving up 25, 30 points a game. Yeah. Um, all right, Next. let's let's run through just these last things where I said, well, we'll just run quickly through. Yeah, we, we've got too many thoughts. All the Jets fans are like, can you please move on? All right, Bucks Saints. Um, what are you thinking there, Bucks Saints? Yeah, I I didn't really. I wasn't sold with how the Bucks played last yeah. um last week against the Cowboys. I think that was more indicative of Dallas than anything else. Mm. Uh, and I've, I'm pretty high on the Saints. I feel like they can do pretty well this season, although they, you know, gave up a huge lead to Atlanta, which is a little bit disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think the Bucks. I, I want the Saints to win, and I'll be rooting for them, but I just got a feeling the Bucks are just going to kind of just have an, a, a, an easy win, just like a, you know, a 10-point yeah. win, something like that, is what my gut is saying. But I'm, I'm hoping Jameis can go out there and ball out. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see. I think the Saints need to get their running game, you know, well and truly mm. up and running. Um, I think Kamara's questionable, is what I saw last. I think the fact that the Bucks are 0-4 against the Saints in regular season play yeah. under Brady and the fact that they held Brady scoreless in Tampa last year, I think oh. the Bucks come out with revenge yeah. on them. I think it flips. I think they finally get one on the board. Mm. Though I think it'll be close. Panthers-Giants? I like the Giants. Yeah, you like the Giants? Yeah, I... Could very well be an overreaction, but this is the time to overreact after week one. This is if there's one opportunity where you feel like you're you're given the chance and no one really criticizes you, it's right now. So I'll say it. I think the Giants could be a fun team to watch. That you know, now that Saquon Barkley is maybe mm, getting back key. to that, yeah, like it, it's nothing to do with Jones. No offense, Jones, but <laughs> but like they they could be a team to kind of steal a few wins here and. Yeah, I don't, I don't know enough about Carolina to, to pick them to win. So I'll go the Giants. I think they come away. I think they'll be the kind of team that has a pretty, that have an impressive looking like first six weeks where you're like, Ooh, Giants are three and three. Yeah. Like they're actually doing all right, and then they don't win another game. Yeah. Well, I mean, the benefit too though for the Giants is that they play in the NFC East. Yeah. Um, and the Cowboys now don't yeah. have their quarterback for a month. Also, yeah, know, depending. So I think I don't know who they play in that time, but I think it's just good for them to go and get that win. Um, I think Matt Rule could be a candidate for mid-season firing, depending on how things go, and I think mm. he could be the head coach at Nebraska 
football next season because they are on the lookout for a coach after um, firing Scott Frost. Um, Patriot Steelers, this to me is the ultimate lack of respect uh, yeah. for the standard being the standard. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, underdogs, two and a half point underdogs at home against a Patriots team that put up, what, seven points? Oh, doesn't make week any sense. One. Um, I think the Steelers' defense is better than the Dolphins' defense, even without TJ Watt. Um, yeah, and I, th- I think they win. Well, put it, put, put it in the, put it in the spread. Just put yeah. it in the spreadsheet, and I'm, I'm not even just taking the spreadsheet. I'm going to put my cojones on the line. I just mm. say outright, I'm taking the Steelers. Win. Nice win against the Patriots. I, yeah, I agree. I don't see why you can't even say well, they're favored because of coaching. It's like. Mm. Yeah, but Tomlin, like Tomlin's you can't you can't ignore Tomlin if if the argument is well, Bill Belichick is such a good coach, you got to give make them favourites. If if this was um, at New England, maybe I'd go okay, fine. The fact that it's at Pittsburgh, yeah, that's ridiculous. The Steelers other, win that. The no brainer for me though is the under forty and a half. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I see this game ending like seventeen fourteen or twenty to seventeen or something. Yeah, um, nine seven. Yeah. Oh yes, please. <laughs> You love a good nine yeah. seven, don't you? Yeah, love a good nine seven. Dude, go one better. Six to three. Oh. The Steelers. Score. No, 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 three two. There's a safety in there somewhere. <laughs> yes. Um, Colts at Jags. I think the Colts bounce back yep. after the draw against the Texans. I think they found something in the second half with Matt Ryan. Um, Jags didn't show enough. I'm, I'm, I really want them to do well. We talked about it in our division previews. I think they're going to be really good. But nothing about week one. And it is just week one. Who knows? But week one didn't show me that they're going to be that much of an improvement. And yeah, I think the Colts are... I think the Colts are going to be what they were last year. Where they're a pretty good football team. And then all, all of a sudden, there'll just be a game where they just absolutely shit the bed. Mm-hmm. I think that was last week. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree. I think they bounce back and win, you know, by two scores, something like that. Absolutely. Um, the Dolphins... And Ravens. Can I just rant very quickly on the Go Ravens? Go for it, Jacko. They beat the Jets. Why is everyone saying Ravens to like win the the AFC? I don't understand. Already going into the season, there was all this hype around the Ravens, and I don't care if you take this out of context. And the Ravens end up losing only two games. I don't care because right now there is no evidence to me for why we should be so high on the Ravens. Too damn high. They still don't have a great amount of weapons. Mm. They only scored 24 points against the Jets. Mm. Like, I, I'm not saying they're going to be a bad football team. They may even win the division. I'm not saying... Yeah, I, I just don't understand why they beat the Jets and all of a sudden they're like, oh, the Ravens, they're going to come for that AFC championship. Like, they're, they're going to be one of the teams to watch. Like, a lot of people have them ranked, like, mm. second or third in their rankings. I'm like, where... Where is this coming from? Yeah. Preseason, I didn't rate them highly. I rate them even lower because <laughs> they just beat the Jets 24 to 9. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I do not understand why they are so heavily fa- favorites against Miami. I thought Miami looked good. They looked all right. Mm. I, think, I think they beat the Ravens. Yeah. No. Put it down. Put it down. Dolphins win outright. Dolphins outright. Outright. Put it, yeah. I've got to put my money where my mouth is, or the money's pride. <laughs> yeah, you got to put your yeah. pride yeah. where your mouth is. I'm, I'm, that sounds I'm disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Leave that one out, please. Right. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I don't know. May, am I crazy? Am I crazy, right. Jake? 
I don't think you're crazy. I think this is a, but it's a good test. I think we'll learn a lot about mm. both teams because I think you can conversely flip it over about the Dolphins. People are excited coming away from that and go, well, they beat the Patriots. Yeah, I don't think the Patriots are going to be that good, personally. Yeah. Um, so, but but I don't think I, I I think it's a bit rich saying that because they're, they're they're three and a half point underdogs. So saying that the Dol- the Ravens are going to win by more than a field goal. Little disrespectful. Um, let's just whip through some speed. Just picks. Who have you got? Rams, Falcons. Ah, uh, yeah, Rams. Easily. Rams. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Iota will put up good point, good fantasy points though. Okay. I think he's a good fantasy quarterback. Like that nug. Someone go and go out and get Marcus Mariota. Go and get Jahan Dodson too, um, mm. as well. Who's for the Commanders? We've already discussed C- uh, the Seahawks and Niners. We've discussed the Bengals and Dallas. I said to you, get it at minus six and a half, but it's probably it's probably beyond that now. <laughs> minus seven and a half. Maybe go and get that. Could see the Bengals winning by a field goal plus touchdown. So. Um, see how you go, but I'm glad I've got it in the spreadsheet for my pride points uh, at minus six and a half. Okay, this is my other one: Texans at Denver Broncos. I, this mm. is this is a I'm combining two things for pride. Um, Texans at Broncos under forty five and a half. Under forty five and a half. What yeah. was what was the Seahawks game? Twenty to seventeen. Yeah, and the Texans was twenty to twenty. Um, I yeah. Just add it up. <laughs> I, I I add it up. I just don't think I could see the Broncos winning this game like twenty four to fourteen or twenty four yeah. to seventeen or you know if they re- if they really did get on top of the Texans maybe thirty to ten or something mm. like that. Um. So but, but what I'm doing is I'm combining Texans at Broncos under forty five and a half plus the Broncos Ooh. win. Um, I like it. Thank you. Um, uh, You're welcome. <laughs> Cardinals, Raiders. What yeah, are you thinking? This is, um, I think I should put this on the spreadsheet as well. Okay. If I haven't already. Far away. Um, the, the total points. Mm-hmm. I think it's set at 50.5, 51.5. Have a look. 51.5, yeah. yes. I, I, I'd take the under on that. I mm-hmm. think Arizona looked really dysfunctional on offense, so I don't think they're going to put up that many points. Mm-hmm. And I think the Raiders win, um, but I, I think I quite rate um, the Cardinals' pass rush. Mm-hmm. I think they actually have a pretty good pass rush, and we saw how under pressure Carr was yeah. last week. And so I think he's going to be under pressure again. I think he's going to he's going to connect enough to Adams and <clears throat> his other receivers, but I don't think he's going to put up a lot of points. So I see this being something like, yeah, twenty four seventeen. Like I, I don't see this being the absolute blowout um, or like competitive high scoring game. If this was the Raiders and Cardinals of last year, then yeah, I would, I would take the over, but 51.5. I don't think this is going to be a high scoring game at all. Um, and I'm pretty confident about that. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, Packers, <laughs> Packers bears. We already talked about, pardon mm-hmm. me. Um, Titans at bills. Bills dominate. Bills romp. Yeah, Bills romp. Um, we talked about Vikings, Eagles, and that is that is it. That is that's it. Our week two. That's our week two recap. So just so you know, what we've put in our shared show spreadsheet, we've got no show bet this week. Yep. So so it's all it's all unity. We both believe in these picks. We've got Jack has Seahawks to cover nine and a half at the 49ers. He also has. 
Dolphins to win outright at yes, the Ravens uh, and the under 51.5 Cardinals at Raiders. I have Bengals six at minus six and a half at the Cowboys. Now, you can't get that at six and a half. Well, I can't see it anywhere at six and a half anymore. It's only at seven and a half. That's why I lock it in early. Mm. Um, the Steelers to win outright via the Patriots. And I have Texans and Broncos under 45 and a half plus the Broncos win. A couple of little, little Jakey had a look early and put these on his spreadsheet for week three. Already mentioned Bengals, Jets. The Bengals to cover minus six and a half against the Jets next week. Mm. But here, here's some other ones. The Steelers currently underdogs at the Browns. Two and a half point underdogs at That's the Browns. Crazy. That is crazy. TNF football. So currently, if the Steelers win, you see that flipped, surely. I would think, or at least shorten. So currently, for US viewers, listeners, you can get plus 100 odds on the Steelers to cover two and a half points at the Browns TNF football week three. Um, but I also like from week three Saints to cover minus two and a half at the Panthers and the Ravens minus two and a half at the Patriots. So there's some early ones to look at before it all moves based on week two. Jacko, thanks for being here at yeah. the farm. It's been good. It's been, I like the, I like both the zoom offers. It's, its own pleasures and uh, <laughs> enjoyments, <laughs> but I, I like the in person. It's uh, it's a different thing. Jack likes the um, the pleasures offered by Zoom and is also putting his pride where his mouth is. Yes. Uh, what a weekend! All right, guys, I hope you have a great one. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Until next time, you've been great. We've been reasonable. It's the JBSE. Thanks for listening. <laughs>